Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Ed Burtzall. No, Adam. This was supposed to be a Basement Talk Podcast. However, we did promise that there was going to be a Dynasty show for all the Dynasty players out there. We've heard the requests time and time again. Where's Dynasty? Where's Dynasty? Where's Dynasty? For all those people, here it is. This is your Dynasty show. I'm joined by what would be my co-host for the Basement Talk podcast, but now he's going to be my co-host for the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show. Or Really, really, it should be the Basement Talk podcast dynasty show for, for this one, Jake. Hey, listen, if you want to stem off and do a Basement Talk podcast dynasty show, and <laughs> I can't stop you, but what's going on, man? Definitely excited to talk some dynasty. This has been a, a show in the making that has definitely needed to uh, to happen. And here we are. We're, uh, we're going to be doing it. So basically what this show is going to entail, it's going to be for a bit of everybody. If you're playing Dynasty already, we're going to have you covered. We have our rookie ranks ready to go. We have a little buy low, sell high for certain guys that, you know, you could be interested in trying to acquire or seeing what the market could be for maybe someone that you have on your team that we're going to list out. Uh, the rookie ranks, of course, Jake and I will be giving our top seven overall rookie prospects. And then we'll be looking at guys that are a bit outside the top seven, maybe not necessarily in our top 10 or top 12 that we think you could definitely draft in your rookie drafts, which are going on right now. Uh, if you are doing a dynasty startup, you know, where should you be targeting these rookies? We'll be looking at that as well. And then a whole lot of other good stuff. We'll just be spewing all out the dynasty content for probably probably the next hour or so you will be hearing this episode on Thursday. So if you are perhaps doing a dynasty rookie draft this weekend, if you're doing a dynasty startup this weekend, which God help you, if you are, you'll be ready to go for that. I know a big, big, big dynasty startup uh, draft weekend is shaping up to be Memorial day. So if you are a week out from your startups, week out from your rookie drafts, you'll be completely covered in that regard so we do have a one quick question and this comes from john and john asks what is your overall philosophy guys when it comes to dynasty startup drafts so i guess the question is to simplify it how are you constructing your team for a dynasty startup shake go for it well a lot of people look at age. I don't consider like, don't just draft a bunch of guys that are 21 and 22. The odds of all of them hitting are pretty slim to none, to be honest with you. Not every draft, a draft pick is a lottery ticket. Okay. So you don't want a team full of rookies. Like if a guy is 26 to 28, he's still like, you know, a good example is Devontae Adams, 28 years old. We're assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Green Bay Packers. I'm not buying any uh, of that hype of him playing elsewhere. I think that's all a bunch of rubbish. But, um, like, he's 28, and receivers tend to last a little bit, a lot longer, actually, than running backs. So a guy like that should be a first-round pick in all dynasty formats, whereas a running back, I could see it, all right? They're getting close to 30 like Derrick Henry is a tough one. He's 28. So with receivers, I would tend to go very receiver heavy in the top of my dynasty drafts because their shelf life is a lot longer than running backs. So that's what I would recommend unless I had like a top four pick and I can get my hands on like, you know, a Jonathan Taylor or um, a McCaffrey or like an Alvin Kamara. You get what I'm saying? Barkley Cook. Barkley's a little alarming to me um, off the injury, I got to say. But like, yeah, but he'll still be a top five pick in, yeah. most, in most startups. Oh, well, I, I don't yeah. I don't love him, but, you know, for the consensus. For the consensus, yeah. We'll have Saquon but Barkley go I, in the top I would, five for their startups. I would say receiver heavy and try to hit on some running backs in those, you know, a little bit earlier to mid-rounds uh, to be your starters. Here's what I would say in terms of how I personally like to to start my drafts when it comes to to dynasty and and maybe the end goal as well for what I want my teams to be. 
Jake kind of touched on this in the beginning, and I'm just going to kind of, you know, elaborate on what he was saying, where you don't want to draft a lot of 21, 22-year-olds. I agree completely. You want to have that balance. You want to have those young guys with immense upsides, but then you also want your floor guys. You shouldn't be afraid to draft someone like, let's say it is a Ben Roethlisberger. Let's just say as a guy that you know for the first month, month and a half of the season, you can throw out there if you're going to pair him with a, let's say, a Trevor Lawrence or you're pairing him with a Justin Fields or, you know, someone like that where you, a younger quarterback where you just want to see how they get their, uh, their feet wet with the NFL. You put Ben Roethlisberger there. This is a guy that at least for the first month of the year last year was very, very solid for fantasy. You get him done and he should not cost you a lot, especially in your startup. So I just think it's very, very important to understand that while it is very appealing to just continue drafting these young guys, these young guys necessarily don't always pan out because you got to remember they're still learning the tricks and the trades of what being a professional NFL player is like. Whereas someone like, you know, I'll continue to use the Ben Roethlisberger analogy. He's been there. He's, he's been around the block for what the last 15 years, the guy knows how it's done. So if you're looking for someone that's a bit safe, Roethlisberger is your play. I always like to build my dynasty teams. I agree with Jake hundred percent running back heavy is the way that I like to receiver go. heavy. You mean, well, Okay, so you said receivers. All right, I said receiver. I take that back. I like to go with running backs, and here's why. I think with the running backs, at least to start, I like having those running backs locked and loaded, knowing that, okay, I have a few lottery tickets. I have some safety as well. With the receivers, it's it's easier to find later receivers because there's just more. There's an abundance of those receivers, whereas with the running backs, it it is kind of scarce. But at the same time, in dynasty leagues, especially at the top, these running backs fly. And if you're looking for some safety, say you're looking at in the – I'm just looking at my own ranks right now. Say you're at the 2-3 turn and you're looking at a guy like J.K. Dobbins. You're looking at a guy like Ezekiel Elliott, a Najee Harris as well. You know, you, you're going to be forced to make that choice at 2-3 after, you know, you've taken a running back in the first round, odds are. Uh, if you're thinking about, you know, if you want to go receiver heavy off the bat and you're thinking at the three, four turn, what running backs are there? You're looking at Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Maybe Joe Mixon makes it to you. Maybe a Austin Eckler is available for you. So it just kind of depends on, on what your, what your preferences are, what you like, what you don't like for me personally. I just like having that safety at running back. It's the more, I guess, conservative fantasy player in me while understanding that, the receivers you can go and just take some shots on because odds are you're going to have a receiver that pans out. It's just like in any other fantasy league that you have, you're going to have receivers. Odds are more times than not, you're going to find receivers that completely just come out of nowhere and perform more likely than you would for, for running backs. Yes. And no, um, a big philosophy of mine, it worked out for my startup uh, going on year three now. I didn't take a single running back that was on their second contract. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. It's this, the analytics of all football just show that once those guys get that second contract, they just do not live up to it. Whether that's age, whether that's, you know, lack of motivation. I don't know what it is. You haven't seen a contract really in the league. There's about two exceptions that I would break this rule for. If I was picking in the top three, yes, I would definitely take, like an Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Um, Dalvin Cook's due for a new deal. I think I would probably take him too. Um, but like Zeke is a prime example. He was the fourth overall pick in my startup draft. That owner is, you know, kind of punching air a little bit right now. I He's definitely not a first-round pick this year, at least not for my money. Nope. In Dynasty. At the 2-3 turn. I'm, I'm getting burnt with Joe Mixon. I took him two years ago when he was on his rookie deal. And now he got paid. He, he really hasn't been the same player. I'm sure we'll get to him. Uh, Aaron Jones, we'll see with him. But Le'Veon Bell is a great example. First-round dynasty pick two years ago. Where is he now? How about so, Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley. David Johnson's another one. Yep. So get guys on that first rookie deal, and as they start to age and they get closer to that first contract, maybe a year after that first contract, flip them for a haul. 
And, um, you know, because their shelf life, like I said, it's about four years for running backs, four to five years, and that's it. Whereas with receivers, we're talking up to 10 years of dominance for some guys. I mean, Julio Jones, and I don't think Tay Adams is going anywhere. You have Hopkins. I just think you just get more bang for your buck with that high of an investment with receivers uh, outside like about like the top four or five picks in a dynasty startup draft. Yeah, I mean, that that's fair. I think it also really depends when it comes to the running backs and receivers. Like like with any draft, it comes down to who is there. Who do you feel comfortable yeah. with? You know, if you're – it's one thing completely if you're in between J.K. Dobbins and Ezekiel Elliott because I think we kind of know what Zeke is. We know a little bit what J.K. Dobbins is. We know the situation that Dobbins is in. We know the opportunity that J.K. Dobbins has. I mean – if you look at the Baltimore Ravens offense in general with the running backs, they basically produce running backs having about 14 or so fantasy points per game. That was over the course of last season alone. That's an unbelievable floor. If you could tell me that that's basically the floor for someone like JK Dobbins, that's great. That's great. And you're getting that at the two, three turn right now. Awesome. But I think with someone like Zeke, he's a little bit, I don't want to say he's unexciting, but he's not it's, – it's vanilla. He's of. had his best days in fantasy. Right. It's kind of hard to say, hey, he's going to be better than the first year or two um, that he was in, in Dallas. I feel right. like the same could be said for Barkley. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm very big on guys on that rookie. Like a Cam Akers is a guy that would get me really excited in Dynasty. Um. Even a little bit of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think that's not a terrible pick for outside the first two rounds. Um, you know, the rookies this year, Harris gets me really excited. So there's still guys that you could take. You know, you, you could start your draft off with like Devontae Adams and then the second round you take DeAndre Hopkins. It, it's kind of hard. You, you see what I'm saying here? Like if you Absolutely. hit on a running back or two, like so you're a force in the league already. So you could start, I'm just doing it based off my ranks right now and how, you know, I could project you can go for first four rounds. Say you're say you're picking at say you're the sixth pick, right? And you're in a you're in a ten or a twelve man. You can go Adams to start first four rounds, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Antonio Gibson, and then Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, I think that's a phenomenal – I would sign up for that if I was a dynasty manager. Absolutely. And I don't particularly love Gibson, but, I mean – Well, if you don't like Gibson, if you don't like Gibson, you could take Mixon. Yeah, I think I think we'll talk about buy lows. I think Mixon is an excellent buy low. I I couldn't agree more. So before we get into the, uh, the buy lows, I also want to put out one more thing before we get into talking about the rookies. Jake made a good point. He hit on this, and – it's important to understand that when you're drafting, you want to have in mind resale value. You want to have in mind of guys where if you're in a bit of a rut in two, three years, you want to take a guy that you can trade for an absolute haul. J.K. Dobbins is that guy. Ezekiel Elliott, we don't think Zeke used to is be that get guy. Back. He used to be that guy, absolutely. But we don't think Zeke is going to get to that point of, meteoric heights where you're going to be able to really sell him. If you're going to draft him this year, you better pray that Ezekiel Elliott has a great year. And then maybe in the off season, you do look to deal him for something and you look to flip him off of a great year for Zeke. Fine. You know, definitely. But someone like JK Dobbins, someone like Clyde Ritz-Alaire, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor. Those are the kind of guys where you kind of know what they are already, but you don't know what they can be. And that's that's the excitement of it. I mean, you look at those second year running backs, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, his his, his ceiling is through the roof. Cam Akers, same story. I have a little bit of concerns with 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 Gibson. I'm I'm not really sure we Gibson we and know. Swift definitely concerned me out of the group. I, you know, I've started to come around on Swift a little bit just because yeah. of Anthony Lynn and his history of wanting to use running backs. Maybe the I question durability. Swift. Durability is a major concern, and Jamal Williams is a major concern. He's going to pooch some points. He's going to. He's going to Especially absolutely. Especially in passing situations. Yeah, but if you could if you could tell me that DeAndre Swift, at the end of the day, if you're playing in, in full-point PPR or even in half-point PPR, that DeAndre Swift is going to be a 70-catch guy, 
I mean, you're getting him at the two three and, turn in, in most dynasty startups. And, and the Lions great. offensive line has improved. It has. So he has no excuses this year. Yeah, and who's catching passes for the Lions? It's TJ Hawkinson and it's DeAndre Swift as of right now. Yeah, uh, 100%. All righty, Jake. So let's go into our uh, our rookie ranks. Um, if there's anything by, uh, by the draft, your ranks are going to be eccentric. I'm looking forward to hearing them. Yeah. And you said that you did your uh, your rookie draft already. So I think tell us how the rookie draft went and then talk about your your ranks and what what yeah. picks you made and who you were able to add in your uh, your rookie draft. Yeah, so this is non-superflex too and that goes yeah. for our last discussion as well because if you're in a superflex league you're taking a quarterback in the first round probably. I mean, yeah. I, I think 100%. we would all agree. So non-superflex rankings, uh, I'll give you one through seven right now. Um, full point PPR. My number one guy is Jamar Chase. I think he's the safest rookie in this entire draft class. I think he's going to be – the Bengals won't protect Joe Burrow, but he, they give him Jamar Chase. Number two, Najee Harris. Number three, Kyle Pitts. Number four, Travis Etienne. Number five, Devonta Smith. Number six, Javante Williams. And number seven, Michael Carter. And a little bit of a spoiler alert, got Michael Carter with the 11th overall pick in my dynasty startup draft. I was, I rushed, I didn't even have to think about anything. Um, I almost traded out of the pick for uh, two second round picks. I thought that was a pretty nice, or three, two this year, then one next year. But, you know, I got Cam Akers last year with the 11th overall pick in my dynasty rookie startup draft. I, I think I hit another gem this year with Michael Carter. I, I, you, you know, this from the draft who I had Michael Carter ahead of Najee Harris and everybody yeah. besides Travis Etienne. He was my number two running back. So I, I'm definitely pumped about him. You, you did, you did. I will, uh, I'll give you that. I'm not as high on, uh, on Michael Carter coming out. He's my 15th overall player, but I think he's got the upside cause he can win this job year one. So he's got the opportunity. Dude, he's, I'm telling you, and this is the right offense for him. And the Jets offensive line um, has been pretty horrible. But yeah. you go out there, you get Oliver Tucker to play next to Mekhi Becton. There's, they're going to be beasts in the run game. A little bit of a update here, my friend. I'm sorry, a little off topic. I just saw it myself. Okay. I don't want to jinx it. We'll see. Nope. I, I kind of nope. want to throw it on here. Nope. Can I we mean, we could, we, could def- we could definitely throw it on. We could definitely throw it on if it gets I got, closer. I got, I'm throwing it on right here. Oh no, 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 we'll we'll give it like another. If 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 it gets to the eighth inning, and it's still happening, we're we, pausing. We're we're pausing. Okay. Okay. Definitely. So Jake, you want to hear my rookie ranks? Go ahead. All right. Mine are definitely a bit more vanilla and conservative than yours. Uh, number one is Najee Harris for me. Number two, I have Jamar Chase. Number three, I do have Travis Etienne for now. Four, I have Kyle Pitts. Five, Devonta Smith. Six, Trevor Lawrence. And seven, Javante Williams. The guy I'm most concerned about, I don't want to say concerned about, but I just have questions about is Travis Etienne with Urban Meyer now talking about him lining up as a slot receiver sort of deal. I mean, if you're in full point PPR, I think that's okay. But you just got to kind of question, you know, what does that mean on a carry basis for uh, for Travis Etienne? And hey, if that's the case, and Travis Etienne is really going to be a slot guy, that's excellent news for anybody that owns James Robinson. I think it's going to be a Chubb Hunt dynamic in Jacksonville. I really do. It, it, it reeks of that. And, you know, 23rd overall. Really? Yeah. When you could, you could, you could have had him in the second round. I don't know about that. I think the Jets might have taken him 34. They could have. I, oh, no. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have had him 33rd. So you're right. Yeah. Could have had him. I mean, I I don't know with ET. I mean, he, he look, we all know how talented Travis Etienne is. He's he's risky business, man. But with running backs, you kind of have to take a chance on him. I mean, yeah. if you're picking that high, your running backs probably aren't the best, right? Uh, no, 100%. 100%. I mean, he would went, you? He went fourth in mine, just so you know. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I have him. I have him, yeah. I have him at, uh, in, at the three, so. He went just a spot lower than than uh, than mine, which I mean, it's completely fine. Who went uh, who went three for yours? Just out of curiosity. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts did go three. Okay. All right. Hey. I, oh no! I, excuse I, me. 
Uh, Jamar Chase went. Jamar Chase went. Yeah, yeah Chase Pitts. Yeah. So Chase so went. Ch- Harris went one because the yep. kid that was that needed a running back, like he needed a running back. He's set now for life. He's got Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris. That's the yeah. struck gold with that one. And then picking two was was Chase, and then it was Pitts. Okay. And then All right. That, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. I think Pitts. Pitts at two would have been a little a little curious, but I I, I can uh, I can get on board with that. Um, before we go into the, the buy low sell high sort of deal, I, I want to ask about. Trevor Lawrence and I think a lot of people just get caught up so much in this whole Trevor Lawrence Andrew Luck sort of sort of hype train I think it's just important to just tell everyone do not forget your foundation your morals for fantasy football what are your core positions they're running backs and their receivers you do not need to be going out of your way to take Trevor Lawrence no matter how good he is I mean, you just think think about it. Last year, Justin Herbert was a second round pick in dynasty rookie drafts. I mean, exactly. that's why. I mean, if you can get a guy in the second round, whether that's uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, I think any of those three will. Surf- I think that's way better value than spending a top ten pick on Trevor Lawrence. Couldn't agree more. I I could not agree more. It's yeah. about value. It, it really is. I'm not gonna lie though. If he was there at eleven, I would have thought about it. My team is pretty deep. Oh, I really absolutely. didn't need. I really didn't need a whole lot, um, but he wasn't, so I didn't have the ultimatum. Where so, did he go? Where did he go in yours? He went ninth. Okay, that, that's that's not terrible. To a kid that does not need a quarterback, he has he, quarterbacks. One of his deeper positions, he has he has Dak and Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, to me, that's enough. I think that's enough, especially if it's not super flex. That, and that's... not yeah, no, not super flex, and not a lot of teams in this league need quarterbacks. There was one kid that really needed a quarterback, but hey, he he had two second round picks and drafted Justin Fields and Trey Lance, so he's taking two lottery picks. I I, I don't mind that. I took Zach Wilson in the second round. Of course you did. Just so you know, of course you did. You could you couldn't resist. <sighs> yeah, you could you couldn't resist. Do you have Corey Davis too? I don't have Corey Davis. Those are the oh, only two. Just... I only have two Jets: Michael Carter and Zach Wilson. Those are All the right. guys. I, I I did contemplate trading up for Elijah Moore because I think he's going to be pretty good. Not year one, maybe, but down the line, um, yeah. I do like him in fantasy. So maybe a good buy low starting next year. Who knows with injuries the way the Jets get hurt? But, um, yeah, he's a flyer. He's a, he's he, a flyer for now. He's, he's, he's a good flyer. He's a stash. I have a couple of good deep rookies flyers. I'm not going to lie, though. Well, before we get into the uh, the buy low, sell highs, I mean, let's just let's just have at it. So, guys right. that we haven't said, yeah, let's just try and go outside of our top. We'll say outside of our top twelve. Easy here for me. This one's this guy's like a third or fourth round rookie draft pick here. How about Des Fitzpatrick of the Tennessee Titans? There's a real opportunity yeah. there for him. Fourth round pick. I can't really think of any other receivers outside of. Uh, AJ Brown, you have Anthony Ferkser there, who I'm going to talk about again at some point tonight. But you have you have Khalif Raymond, you have Josh yeah, Reynolds who, who, there. Yeah. But now the opportunity is there to be at number two and number three receiver in in Tennessee. Yeah, which I think is going to be a pretty good offense this year. I think they're going to score, score points. I don't know how good that defense is going to be this year. They might be playing in some high scoring games that they might have yeah. to get away from Derrick Henry a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I'll give I'll give you one. This is someone that's outside of my top twenty-five, but great opportunity there. They need a number three receiver. I'm going with Dwayne Eskridge, drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. You have Tyler Lockett there. You have DK Metcalf there. You have other guys that are going to be drawing attention away from him. Dwayne Eskridge could walk right in there as the number three receiver for the Seattle Seahawks team. Needs another receiver, and he'll catch passes from Russell Wilson. Now. Of course, with the Seattle offense, it's will they let Russ cook? I feel like we talk about this all the time. I just think when you when you're taking a guy outside of the top twenty five, who basically you're talking is a mid third round pick in rookie drafts, you know that that that's a chance that's most certainly worth taking. Yeah, and for me, another guy that's kind of off the radar because they drafted another running back. How about Elijah Elijah Mitchell? The 49ers. Yep. Everyone's hyping up. Trey Sermon to me is a Keyshawn Vaughn. He, Keyshawn Vaughn got a lot of hype last year in dynasty startup uh, rookie drafts. I guess startups too. But 
Um, I don't really see much of a difference between their skill sets. Like this guy is still, honestly, I think more capable of executing that chance. He's got more burst than Trey Sermon. I'm telling you that right now. All right. They're, they're different runners. And um, you know, if you can get him in like the third round of your, you know, like a mid third round pick, I think that's excellent value. I, I could definitely see a good return there. At that point, you're just throwing darts, kind of just hoping something sticks. So um, in a league that a lot of people need a running back, I, I think you could do a lot worse than Elijah Mitchell in your uh, rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have any problem with that. Another guy I know you were very high on uh, in the draft process, Brevin Jordan with the Houston Texans. And it really just comes down to this Texans team is going to be awful. And they They're have nobody to, to throw the games. ball to. They have nobody to throw the ball to. This is a guy that could be, if anything else, can be a volume play. And, I mean, I'm not talking about him being a top 12 tight end, you know, at the end of the day. But it's he's someone that can really round out your team. And once the Texans find themselves and figure out what they want to be and, you know, what the foundation of this football team is, can he be a part of that? Yeah, for sure. For and, sure. And he's not going to cost you a lot. I mean, I have him as a round three, round four guy. And a guy that's uh, sticking with the tight ends is my last guy. Jacob Harris of the Rams, I think, is an excellent value, not even getting drafted in most rookie drafts. Uh, I think that's pretty ludicrous with Gerald Everett out of town. I mean, they, they drafted this kid. I think it was in the fourth round at a UCF. He's really fast. He's got a big body. He's good in the race. I think he's like 6'5". Like, the kid's pretty tall. Like, Sean McVay knows a thing or two about offense. I think that's like a really good dart throw right there. You're telling me he can't be the last man on your dynasty team? lack of tight ends in the league. I think Tyler Higby is okay. I don't think he's like a world beater. I could definitely see Harris getting some burn, especially early in red zone situations. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely get behind that. No doubt. Yeah. I'll give you one more here. And this is one I think everyone is because kind of hot on given the need for a second receiver. And that's Amari Rogers with green Bay. That's a good one. You know, it, it, he's he, for me. I have him higher than the consensus. The consensus has him as the 22nd overall pick in rookie drafts. I have him inside my top 20 at 18. I just think that that's a match made in heaven. Granted, you know, what the situation is with Aaron Rodgers, I think he stays. Jake, Jake thinks he stays. So you could take advantage potentially of that uncertainty surrounding Aaron Rodgers and what the future holds for the quarterback position in Green Bay. You can use that to your advantage. You can get Amari Rodgers at a really, really good price if need be, but of course you have to, he has to fight off the other receivers that are in town in green Bay, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, uh, Equinemius, St. Brown, just to name a few, but you're telling me that Amari Rogers could end up being the number two receiver in green Bay next to Devonte Adams. I mean, yet yes, please. Uh, that's, that's someone that I could definitely, uh, definitely, definitely get behind. And then what, one more that I'll give you just like, just an outside the box one here. Uh, Javian Hawkins, with the Atlanta Falcons, not necessarily my favorite, just because Javian Hawkins is tiny. He is really, really tiny. But there, but I, I'm just I'm cooling a little bit on Mike Davis. I know I'm a, I was a big fan of his uh, in mock drafts and and really talking about him. I just don't really see Mike Davis being this workhorse bell cow back for for the Falcons. I, I just feel like that they're going to want to have a change of pace sort of guy in there and. They brought in JV and Hawkins for a reason. I believe they're going to plan to use him a, a, at least a decent amount. And he's someone that's not going to cost you a lot. Again, he's outside my top 30, but he's someone that at least I see has a clear pathway to touches in, in, in a Falcons offense that should be at the very least prolific. Yeah, I agree. That's another good one. And, and what more I want to, I want to talk about Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. 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 Now they got That's, carry on. It's a little dicey. Yeah, it, it is a little dicey. I, I think at least I think Kenny Gamewell is more talented than than carry on at this stage. But I just I don't know. I was hot on Gainwell, but now it's like, do I really want to get involved in in this mess of a no. backfield in Philadelphia? I, I don't think I do. No. Miles Sanders is a major sell high for me and, and dynasty. Holy crap. If you could even sell high on him. It would take just about anything, honestly. Yeah. I, I think that's a, uh, that's a sell for pennies. If, if you possibly can anything that could help. 
quite yeah. frankly. I mean, ugh. Poor Miles Sanders. All right. So let's go into the uh, the buy lows and the sell highs. And I'm going to start with the buy. I actually have one for both. And that's Deshaun Watson. I want. I just want to get that that one off the plate right away. Just to have that Watson discussion. And we touched on it on the fantasy show. I believe it was this past episode that we that we just did. I believe. And basically, we had the conversation of what to do with Deshaun Watson and Dynasty. And for me, the answer is pretty simple. If you can get something of value for him, trade him. If the owner that has Deshaun Watson is looking to just dump him, go get him. Simple as that. There's no right or wrong answer with what to do with Deshaun Watson, who may not play. But you need to keep in mind, just looking at your team, can you afford potentially to have Deshaun Watson as an empty bench spot for an entire year? Yeah. If I kept them, uh, excuse me, if I owned him, I probably wouldn't sell him for nothing. Um, there's just no sense in that. If, but if somebody's offering me him for next to nothing, sure. Go ahead and get him. I mean, he's going, if you can get him in your startup draft in like the 10th round, I think I would do it. I think that's what he's, he's like a consensus ninth or 10th round pick in dynasty. Yeah, like I would get a placeholder for year one, placeholder or two. Like, you know, if you can get – you're telling me if I can have Brady and Roethlisberger and Deshaun Watson, I think it's a pretty solid quarterback depth chart right there for your team. So I'm just trying to look on my ranks to find Deshaun – okay, so on my ranks, I have Deshaun Watson as a top 100 pick Yeah, for startups. Would you say you're a team that needs a receiver? Would you trade Deshaun Watson for Rashad Bateman? No. Would you trade Watson for Will Fuller? No, absolutely not. Would you trade Watson for Adam Thielen? Yeah. You would. Okay. Uh, if you need a running back, would you trade Watson for A.J. Dillon? No. Would you trade Watson for James Robinson? No. Would you trade Watson for Chris Carson? Probably not, but I would think about it. Watson for Hunt? Yeah. Okay. Green right. Hunt's 25, bro. Yeah. No, he's... He's really young. Uh, Watson for Hawkinson. If you need a tight yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watson for Goddard. No. Okay. Watson for Fant. If they had a better quarterback, yes. Um, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. Eh. Okay. Nah. I mean, a lot of well, pass catchers in Denver. Nah. Well, Jake Hawkinson. Hawkinson's a yes, yo. Well, what's your advice for anybody that has that has Watson? Just I, I would keep him. You're step. not getting. I would. I would just keep him. Like you, if you really want to trade him, he's on a team next year. He's back with the Texans. You know, something happens. It, just you can trade him for more next year. Like that's like selling a stock that. Like, let's just say it's, like, on the floor right now, and then next year it's, like, freaking, what is it, Dogecoin or whatever it is? The Dogecoin. Dogecoin, whatever. Like, no, just keep them. Like, you drafted this guy in your startup draft that's probably, like, what, like, in in the the fifth, sixth round? Maybe even higher in some cases? Like, why are you going to trade them for guys that are outside of the top 20 of their positions? Like, A.J. Dillon? Adam Thielen is a top 20 receiver. I get it. He's a little older, but like to me, the most obvious one was Hawkinson. To me, that's a top five dynasty tight end right there. Yeah. Fringe, but I would probably say like, you know, borderline top five. Um, who's the, who's the running back that I said I would probably, maybe Chris Carson. That's a tough one, but you if said you can Carson, get, yeah. if you can get, let me give you some names that I would trade him for. I would trade Watson for Tyler Lockett. Okay. Um, who's a good running back? I said Hunt. I would do that. Hunt, Hunt's top 20 PPR running back. 
Yeah, I think so. And then, yeah, like Hawkinson or, I mean, I don't know if someone would give you Mark Andrews for him, but. What about Miles Gaskin? No. I, what, if no, I, no. what if I told you Miles Gaskin is the number one running back in Miami? Like no Savan Ahmed at all? Like Miles Gaskin's getting 20 touches a game? Miles Gaskin in a 65-35 split with Ahmed. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I might, yeah. Uh, Watson for Boyd. Tyler no, Boyd. Boyd's probably the third receiver. And, okay. You know, I would do it for T. Higgins. Deshaun Watson for Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Okay. I think I would. All right. I think I would. Even if two is not the answer there, I think they have enough resources and enough brain trust to figure that position out. I, th- I really like Waddle a lot, too. So, yeah. yeah. I think I would do Waddle. All right, Jake, give us a uh, give us a buy low, sell high, whatever you want to go with. I, I kind of gave yeah. one both. So, yeah, to me, closer. yeah, to me, a great buy low is Joe Mixon. Like we're talking about a three down running back here now. Like there's no Gio Bernard. The offensive coordinator just came out and said, yeah, Mixon's three down running back here. Like there's no who who's taking touches away from Joe Mixon in that Cincinnati offense. P- Puka Williams. I mean. Uh, who else do they have? I, I don't see anybody else. So as Rodney of right now, Anderson is, is the yeah. number two, but that's it. So Mixon, an owner might just be fed up with him just getting hurt all the time. Like, you know, they want to get rid of him. Yeah. I would go get Joe Mixon, like a good, like if you could trade, give me a name here. Like, give me like a package. Like, like if you can go out there and you could trade, would you trade Deontay Johnson for Joe Mixon? Easily. Would you trade David Montgomery for Joe Mixon? Oh, easily. Would you trade Miles Sanders for Joe Mixon? No, without a heartbeat. Yeah, without a doubt, I would. Chris Godwin for Joe Mixon. That's a tough one. Get that? I did. For yeah. we're we're, we're going to fill everybody in here. Yeah, we're, we're going to fill it. Yeah. Fourth wall. Uh, we uh, are rec- we are recording at ten o'clock on Wednesday night. Uh, Corey Kluber is throwing a no hitter right now for the yeah. Yankees. So we are on. We're and just thanks like, for jinxing it now, my man. Yeah, you're you're entirely welcome. But anyway, Godwin's tough. I'd probably say no. You'd probably say no. Juju, okay. Juju, yes. Yep, that's easy. Who's another running back that's like kind of fringe? Like um, Austin Eckler for Joe Mixon. No. Okay. What's Eckler's age? Eckler is, I believe, Eckler is twenty six. So yes. a year older, 26. about. No. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Uh, similar players, though. Very similar. Very, very, very similar. But, yeah, so Mixon for me is, is a great buy low. A sell high? How about Aaron Jones is a sell high? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great one. He just got that first contract. Like, I'm not going more so with Rodgers, but, you know, they did draft A.J. Dillon in the second round last year, and they, they did give Jamal Williams his fair share of touches last year. And, and Aaron Jones, call me crazy, he's – not he's not touchdown dependent for him to like have relevance, but to be that, you know, top five, you know, top seven fantasy running back, it's a lot of touchdowns with him. It is like his big games were touchdowns. Like I would sell him for a haul if I could, like if you could get, you're telling me somebody comes to you and says for, for Aaron Jones, I'm giving you T Higgins and um, Deandre Swift. Javante Williams is a tough one. Like, let's just go with the guy that's more recent. Like, let's say somebody's giving you DeAndre Swift and T. Higgins. Oh, you doing that? Heartbeat. heartbeat. What about what about like Chase Claypool and um, David Montgomery? I'm not a big Monty fan, though. I'm I'm bigger on Chase Claypool and Dynasty than I am Deontay Johnson. By the way, yeah, I am too. Ah, that's that that's tough because I think the drop off from Jones to Montgomery. I mean, I'm not huge on Montgomery. I think the drop-off is massive, so probably no, I wouldn't do that. What about Miles Gaskin instead of Montgomery? A 65-35 split with him and Ahmed. If so you guarantee me that, yes. And Gaskin. So, like, if you can get, like, a younger receiver and, like, a running back that's, like, inside that top 20, maybe even one of those rookies that's unproven, I think I would do it with Jones. So, Jones is a sell high for a haul for me. Don't just hand him away. But, you know, if you can get a haul like that, I would seriously entertain it. Yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely would. To me, a good sell high also 
We talked about Miles Sanders earlier. I think David Montgomery is a really good sell high. Um, I'm not the highest on him at all this year. Um, just never – I never really bought into him, to be honest with you, even from his rookie year. I don't love that Chicago Bears offense. Yeah, he's a sell high for me. Like, if you can get one of those rookies for David Montgomery this year, I would do it. Like, one of those – like, if someone said Javante Williams, David Montgomery straight up, like, I would do it. If someone came to you and said Miles Gaskin – and, like, let's just say, like, who's, like, another, like, middle-aged receiver? Like, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper and Miles Gaskin, I would do it. Cortland Sutton. Probably not. Jerry Judy, yes. See, that was interesting because my buy low is going to be Jerry Judy. Yeah? Yeah, my buy low is, is Jerry Judy. And while I don't think that Jerry Judy is a guy that – is going to produce with Drew Locke because it is Drew Locke. Somebody else. Yeah, even even Teddy Bridgewater, I think, can get a little something out of, out and, of Jerry Judy. And if you have the illusion, and I mean illusion, that Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. Kill that Jerry, pipe dream, please. Yeah. Just take it take it out back and, 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 and be away with it. And I have two other really good buy lows. One of them you'll, you'll shed a tear over. Dude, I would buy C. I almost traded the 11th overall pick in Kareem Hunt for CD Lamb. I, 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 I'm, I'm very, I'm buying CD Lamb everywhere I can this year in fantasy. I think he's going to be, I think he's, uh, bold, bold take now. Like, I can change my mind. I think he's the top 10 receiver this year. I'm really, really, really into CD Lamb. I buy it. And, and how about a buy low here? Everyone forgets. How about Lamar Jackson? That's interesting because he was about to be a sell high for me. No, he's a buy low for me. Like, this is a guy, like, he gets the rushing touchdowns, a high-powered offense. He's a – dude, this was the MVP of football a year ago. Like, this is not, you know – and last year we kind of saw him turn it up a little bit. I think the COVID kind of screwed with him yeah. um, in the middle portion of that season. You know, this is the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Like, if you, you're telling me you can get Lamar Jackson for – Let's say, like, would you do David Montgomery and who's, like, a middle-of-the-pack quarterback here that we're talking about? Like, Baker Mayfield. Like, David Montgomery and Baker Mayfield for Lamar Jackson. You doing that trade? <sighs> Let's say your running back situation's pretty good. Let's say you're about three or four deep at running back, as it is. Yeah, And, and you have the that. rookie draft you're coming Lamar up. Jackson, I would do that. Like, your running backs need to be good. But even if you can get Lamar Jackson and you can get, like – Who's like a good – who's like – like let's say Lamar Jackson, and I know you don't like these guys. Let's just say Zach Moss or Devin Singletary. I mean, if you could if you could swing that, definitely. I, I think he's a great – I think he's going to have a great year in fantasy. That's that's one of my favorite. Um, like I feel like a lot of people are overrating Kyler and underrating Lamar Jackson. I can get behind that. I could definitely get behind that. I think, I think it's, a, it's actually a good shout. That's a very good shout because I mean I've I've kind of cooled on Kyler a little bit, but I, I you know I just see people talking about Kyler so much and I'm just saying to myself wait a minute, like you said Lamar Jackson just won just won the MVP. This is a guy that he's got a proven track record of success. Yeah. So yeah I I, I like it, but again you know if you have Lamar Jackson and you're afraid of oh the running quarterback injury whole bit. And you get a good package for him. Don't be afraid to sell him. Don't be afraid to sell him. Uh, buy low. DJ Shark, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, only 24 years old, and he's got a brand new quarterback in the form of Trevor Lawrence. That's enough for me to want to go and invest in DJ Shark. And coming off of a down year last year, now I don't know who is going to be wanting to go ahead and deal DJ Shark because of the whole aura. That is Trevor Lawrence, but DJ Char could be a uh, an interesting little play. And uh, Jake, I have some breaking news for you. Corey Kluber is through eight. He is three outs away. We got to turn on the game. Well, give us what give us one more because let, let me just check the time. Okay, so when we when he gets through, when the Yankees get through their ninth, we'll pause it. Turn on the game, see where we are, then come back, wrap up. Holy shit. Oh, the same applies for LaVisca Chenault as well. 
Yes, I agree. I think he's an excellent. I have a little – I'm sticking on the theme of second-year receivers here. Sure. This one is really low. Like, I'm talking about might, might get cut from a roster from fantasy teams. How about Brian Edwards of the Oakland – of excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders? That's a great one. I think last year was plagued with injuries. Like, when you look at the Raiders pass catchers, are you seeing anybody there that's like, okay, this is – this is the guy in the offense. Like John, Henry Ruggs last year was unimpressive. Um, John Brown was often injured. John Brown, I kind of like as as like a as late sneaky flyer. Yeah, but like, is he going to? No. You get what I'm saying here? No, he he's not going to be a guy that I, just lights the world on fire. I liked Edwards out of the draft last year a lot, man. I feel like last year he kind of got a rough shake with the injuries and no off season. I feel like with a full off season. A guy that John Gruden drafted kind of high in the third round, like, yeah, what are we talking here for him? Like, yeah, nothing. It, yeah. Maybe even a cut. I'm really, I'm really big into him this year. I think he, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. He's definitely a great dynasty stash for me. I have a, I have a buy low, and this is interesting. When it's actually coming from the same team, Kenyon Drake, as a buy low, he is not going to cost you much. No, but I think is someone that look. Las Vegas brought him in for a reason. Something tells me they, they're going to plan on using him. And I think Josh Jacobs, you know, I don't mind Jacobs. I think it just depends on, you know, where you have him and, me too. you know, what kind of other options you have around him. But I think if you're in need of a running back and you're looking for a guy that maybe is going to be, if you could say to me he's like a 10, 15 touch guy potentially. You could do a lot worse than than Kenyon Drake if you're in need at, at, at running back. And look, like I said, he's going to be used. You don't sign a guy to a two-year contract to then not use him. Granted, this is the Las Vegas Raiders, and nobody knows what the hell the Vegas Raiders are doing except for Mike Mayock, John Gruden, and God, quite frankly. But if you're telling me, you know, it's, it's going to cost you next to nothing to get someone like Kenyon Drake, who can at the very least give you some depth, and then if Josh Jacobs gets hurt, let's say, you have Kenyon Drake in, in a backfield by himself. I mean, come on. Uh, that's that's really, really good value. And you're taking a chance on a guy, like I said, who's going to cost you next to nothing. Yeah. Real quick, Kenyon Drake or Devin Singletary? <sighs> Ooh. I have Drake higher. Kenyon Drake or Zach Moss? Hmm. Moss. Moss. Close. I feel like Buffalo really likes Moss. Yeah, I think I he's think a good buy low. Him. Yeah, he's a very good buy low because they want they 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 want they gave him the high leverage touches over over Singletary and it took it took a Zach Moss injury. Yeah, it took a Zach Moss injury for Devin Singletary to really get a run. Are the are the Yankees in the field? They are not. Dude, they might take Corey Kluber out. No, I don't think so. He's at he's at ninety something pitches. He's at ninety something pitches. I mean, Turnbull went what one eighteen last night. So we can uh, we could take our uh, our break right now, and then we'll come back and we do uh, we could do one more uh, one more buy low sell high for each of us, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. You want to do it right now or in the field? It's one out. It's one out. So let's let's turn let's, the game on. Turn the game on. He's two outs away. No, no, no. It's top of the ninth. Oh, okay, ninth. so top nine, one out. Up. Oh, you just want nine. you. You just want to kill it now. Uh, yeah. Let's kill it now because it's two outs now. Okay. Two outs All now. Right, so one more buy low. One more sell high. Yeah. Let's do All it. Right. Let's get it done. Well, wait. It's two. It, let's take our break now, just so we know we're in front of the TV. Yeah. Take our break now, and then we'll reconvene after we know the deal. If there's a yeah. hit. We just come right back. Yeah. If not, All right. I'll talk to you. Not, I'll see you. In, I'll see you in a few minutes.
Alrighty, so apologize, apologies for that brief pause in the action. Uh, Corey Kluber just threw a no-hitter for the New York Yankees. That was something. It, it really was. <laughs> Had to it, be there it, for it. It's amazing. And Jake, you'll be an apology. I didn't jinx it. Thank God. Otherwise, will, I would have been... Uh, I would have been murdered in this podcast. Yep. Wow. Somebody that I know, some chick that I haven't talked to in years, was there at the Yankee game tonight in that's, Texas. See, that's crazy. My boy. With her new somebody. Wow. That's a that's a hell of a date. It's a hell of a date. Not, Get to not, see the, best per- not the best person in the world, but oh. I hope they had fun. And it's not even on like a story or anything that like you saw in that's tragic. My boy, my boy was there when Cole was on the mound. He was he's in, he's in Arlington for work, and he was like, "Yeah, me me and my yeah my colleagues were actually going to go to the game tonight, but they had too much work to do." Oh, go. That the work could have the work could have waited. I couldn't agree more. It's literally what I said, word for word. I said, "Dude, the work could have fucking waited. You should have gone." Well, he missed out on no hitter. Missed out on a no-hitter. Congratulations, Corey Kluber, and up the fucking Yankees, most importantly. All right, so back to the action. One more buy, buy low, sell high. Jesus, I can't speak after that no-hitter still. My heart is still pounding a million miles a minute. So I'm going to give a buy low to start, and I'm going to go with the second-year receiver here. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman of the Indianapolis Colts. Like him a lot coming into year two, especially if you can tell me now that he's got a at least established starting quarterback to throw him the ball with Carson Wentz. Like Pittman a lot. I think the changing of the guard is taking place in Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. Uh, T.Y. Hilton kind of getting phased out a little bit more and more Michael Pittman. I also think Paris Campbell is not a terrible buy low um, sticking with that offense. I know Carson Wentz and Nelson Aguilar had really good uh, chemistry in uh, Philadelphia, I can maybe see Paris Campbell, um, you know, once thought of as a bust, maybe um, flipping the script a little bit uh, with, with Carson Wentz. Yeah. There, I mean, there's still value there with, with Paris Campbell, I think. So I, I, I don't mind it. And again, he won't cost you anything. He'll cost you even more inexpensive than Michael Pittman will probably. Yeah. I don't and know. I, go ahead. I agree. And then, oh, no, it, go ahead. It will sell high for me. Easy. Logan Thomas, a really good sell high, given the end of the year that he had last year. The Washington football team has just added more pieces. Dimey Brown, Curtis Samuel. You have J.D. McKissick there. You're expecting some sort of leap in year two from Antonio Gibson. There's only so much of the ball that can go around. And if you're expecting Terry McLaurin to be an 11, 1,200-yard receiver again with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm, there's only so much to go around, and it, hell, if you think you can get something really nice for Logan Thomas, say if you could turn Logan Thomas into a Mark Andrews, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Mark Andrews, a down year last year. Logan Thomas, a great end to the year. Someone can buy into that hype and say, look, Mark, Mark Andrews had a terrible year. Logan Thomas had a great year. Flip that. That's great. Do that. Do that 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, a buy low for me um... – this is probably the lowest he could be um, based on the track record with him. And I think last year was just a weird year. How about Michael Thomas as a buy low? I think that's one of the best buy lows out there. I frankly. mean, like what played really wasn't healthy at all no. last year. Not one game was he healthy. And, you know, Jameis Winston, we've seen him play before. <laughs> Has Jameis Winston not supported a top 10 to 15 fantasy wide receiver and in his last year starting two? Uh, listen, if there's, any, if there's anything that Jameis Winston knows how to do is he knows how to throw the rock. It's particularly in fantasy formats. Yep. I mean, he made, so, he made Mike Evans and Chris Godwin stars. Yeah. Dare I say Godwin wasn't as good with Tom Brady as he was with Jameis Winston? I don't think that's a outlandish statement at all. Like, yeah, give me Michael Thomas. Um, this could probably be the lowest he's been, and he's still fairly young, too. Yeah. Like, he's not old at all. Like, n- go get Michael Thomas um, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I would 100% go get him. Um, and a sell high for me, 
This one was a little tough. Um, you might hate me for it. It is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think he's I an excellent sell high right now. I think we could be sitting here in a year saying, what is Zeke's value? Especially, it looked like Tony Pollard was getting featured a little bit more in the offense last year as the season went on. I think Dallas, honestly, would be really wise to feature Pollard a little bit more and, you know, as a change of pace guy and give him more work um, as opposed to just, you know, running Zeke into the ground. I think Zeke would be more effective, you know, with less carries. I think less might be more with him, if that makes sense. I think he'll be more efficient with fresher legs. And Pollard's capable. Pollard is a starting caliber running back in the NFL. I also think Tony Pollard's not a terrible buy low, um, you know, just for the Especially record. Especially if you own Zeke. Especially if you own Zeke, you have to own Tony Pollard. Like, that's the clear-cut handcuff, but... Yeah, do whatever um, it takes. If you could sell Zeke for, like, let's just say, give me guys that you take in Dynasty over Zeke. Like, if you can get... Would you trade Zeke for Joe Mixon? I would need a little bit more with Mixon. Would you trade Zeke for Antonio Gibson? No. I, I, I'm not big on Gibson. I'm really not. Would you trade Zeke for DeAndre Swift? I would need a little bit more for Dobbins. Yes. Would you trade Zeke for George Kittle? Yeah. Would you trade Zeke for would you trade Zeke for Najee Harris? Yeah. Would you trade Zeke for Patrick Mahomes? Who's my quarterback? Uh, Say your quarterback is. Say you have a combo of uh Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Would my running backs are I don't even think I would care about my running backs. Yeah. I mean, that sucks. To, I mean, it's not really great to say in fantasy, but say your number and, 2 say your number 2 running back is a Miles Sanders. And then he would be my RB1. My who would be my RB two after that? Like, let's just say Kareem Hunt for argument's sake. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, sure. I think I'd I think I'd do the deal still. Okay. I think you, I would one hundred percent do the deal. Ezekiel Elliott for Keenan Allen. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott for Amari Cooper, same team. No. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott for Austin Eckler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott for Kyler Murray. Same quarterback. No. Ezekiel Elliott for Cooper Cup. No. Okay. All right. I mean, again, it really just depends on, you know, what your what your team construction looks like, what you can get out of potential trades. And that's the most important thing. If you're going to make an offer, you need to do something that benefits both parties. If you're receiving an offer, you want to make sure that you're the guy that's getting the most out of the deal. Because you're not in any you're not in any position where you want to make a trade. But you need to make sure if you're going to do a trade, which is offered to you, you got to make sure that you're the one that's going to benefit out of it. But if you're going to make an offer, yeah, you could lowball, obviously, to start. I mean, I, I, I could tell you firsthand, I am the king of sending lowball first offers because that's what, that's what you have to do. You have to get attention. If someone texts you and says, what the fuck was that offer? Good. That's a way to get attention. That's how you start a conversation. And then it goes from there. Yeah, like, and you're right though. Like, if you're if you're going for a big fish, like you know, last year I traded for Devonte Adams in my dynasty in my dynasty leagues. All right, I knew the kid had obvious holes at running back, and he's gonna need a another receiver. I offered him off the bat. I said, hey, any deal with Adams, I'll include Nick Chubb. All right, I'll give you Nick Chubb. I gave him a lot for Devonte Adams, but I think it paid off for me because my team was deep. I gave him Nick Chubb, I gave him Deontay Johnson, and I gave him Devin Singletary. Not bad. Not for Devon, for Devonta, and and he threw in Van Jefferson, okay, as a, a, kind of like a throw in, and I threw in like a lesser part. But the deal really would have gotten interesting. Here's the kicker: this was last year. This was last year. Remember that? Yeah. I told him, hey, throw in C.D. Lamb. I'll throw in Keenan Allen. Ooh. And he said no. Well, it was a smart no from him. Was it though? Oh, I think so. For I him mean, last for, year, for him, for him not getting. Oh, so were you trading CD Lamb or were you going to I get CD Lamb? I was trading Keenan Allen. 
and I was getting CD Lamb, and yeah, he said smart, no. Smart no from him. He I know. Made you look really good. And then he traded CD Lamb for fucking next to nothing. But that's oh a, god, okay, an, then, another conversation. I don't, I don't even want to tell you what he traded CD Lamb for. Oh, you have no idea how ready I am to hear this. He traded him. I'm not exagger. I'm not exaggerating here. Okay. Like this kid will never make another trade again. Like after the abuse he got. Trade CeeDee Lamb. Okay. For Nicole Hardman. You ready for the next piece? No, there's. There, I was gonna say. I hope there's yeah. more. And Kenyon Drake. Oh, for fuck's sake! What? He's like, I need RBs. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I would, I would have given you, like, I would have get, I offered you Keenan Allen. You say no to that, but you take that. He goes, dude, Drake's good. This was when Drake had the hype as like a first round fantasy pick. Oh, He's like, for fuck's he, he drank sake. the Kool Aid with Kenyon Drake. He clearly has never had Kenyon Drake before. Just to understand that when you own Kenyon Drake, you're you cannot rely on Kenyon Drake. Oh my god! And then he traded Drake, ironically enough, last year. After he got him, he traded Drake. After he got him, he, he traded him at the trade deadline last For year. What? I would have to look back at the league. I. He did because he wanted to make. He had a bet with somebody about making playoffs, so he traded his second round rookie pick for Mike Davis last year. It, it did work out for the kid because Mike that Davis worked. dropped the thirty spot in yeah. the uh, like game to get into the playoffs. Yep. But I mean, a second round pick, my lord. I, I want to say he traded Drake last year for Zach Moss and oh, God. He traded him for like Zach Moss and a, like a lesser receiver. Well, I like, mean, Moss I, looks okay. I ripped like, this kid off. I didn't rip this kid off, but like low key though, like week two last year, I traded him Nick Foles for uh, John Brown. I mean, it wasn't really like moving the needle for either team, but I mean, I think John Brown's like an ownable player in Dynasty. Absolutely, he is. Absolutely, he is. You just robbed him blind with uh, with Nick Foles. Yeah, like, and he's you know, out of your life for good, dude. He traded him. I I really need to look this up, but I know for a fact it was Zach Moss, and it was. I want to say. I'm going to have to text you about this on the side. There's so many trades in this league that it's like it's it's tough for me to keep track of. Well, I'll I'll tell you what. Your homework for Basement Talk podcast next week is your deep sleeper is going to be bad fantasy trades and yeah. you're going to let me know what this trade was. Yeah, I mean, and dude, you're going to let the Kenyon Drake. Trade he was. traded CeeDee Lamb for Kenyon Drake. That's diabolical. Hey. And like I liked Michael Hardman coming into the year last year, I'm not going to lie. Like I thought Everybody did. Everybody did. It was very popular sleeper. But what? Yeah. No, that's that's very, very, very bad. But, ladies and gentlemen, do not be like that owner and trade C.D. Lamb for Kenyon Drake. Listen to this podcast. Listen to Basement Talk Podcast in general, Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Listen to all the Basement Talk Podcast podcasts because this is a great platform. That's what we do. Jake and I love being here. We love talking about sports, fantasy, everything under the sun with you as usual. No better way to spend our Wednesday nights when there was a no hitter being thrown, which we had to pause the podcast for to go watch just because we were not missing out on a first taste of a no hitter since we've been alive for the New York Yankees. Well, at least ones that we can remember because we had David Cohn and David Wells pitching perfect games, but we were fetuses pretty much when those happen. So we'll be able to say at the very least, we were able to see the final three outs of Corey Kluber's no hitter against the uh, Texas Rangers. So that is going to be it for this edition of the basement talk podcast, fantasy show, basement talk podcast, dynasty show, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, like I said, go check out basement talk podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google, Amazon, where, where, wherever you get your podcast, we're, we're there. We're there. Just trust me on that one. Go check out, the rest of the Basement Talk Podcast, the only podcast, and make sure to leave a five-star review when you do that. So for Jake, I am Bert. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Adam and I will be back tomorrow on Friday to give everyone a little love. Uh, we're going to be doing some head-to-head comps, so definitely uh, check that out. And everyone who listens to this podcast, if you're doing Dynasty uh, Rookie Drafts this weekend, doing Dynasty Startup Drafts, with this weekend, next weekend, whenever you're doing, good luck. And hopefully this uh, this podcast definitely helps you out. So for Jake, I'm Bird. Bye bye.